You are listening to TV on the Throne, a Game of Thrones podcast brought to you by TVAmyDinner.com. What's that? Craster's last child. A boy. What am I supposed to do with him? What did Craster do with him? Kill him before they could grow up and do the same to him. All right. Don't need another mouth to feed. Hand him over. He didn't kill them. He offered them. To who? To the gods. The White Walkers. In TV, TV on the throne. And TV, TV on the throne. And TV, TV on the throne. And TV, TV on the throne. You're listening to TV on the Throne. My name is Sean, and I'm sitting here with Andrew and Gary. Hello. Hey, everybody. Tonight, we're going to talk about the fourth episode of season four, Oathkeeper. Oathkeeper. Yes. Oathkeeper. This is a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, I, I do feel like they're stretching things, though, because this episode felt like, in a lot of ways, a repeat of the last episode. Like a lot of the same beats. Well, I thought this with one very too, little well, progression. We talked about. I mean, we can get to the parts, but the parts that I in our last episode that I was talked about being worried about. Actually, all those storylines became kind of more interesting. They took a turn. I thought towards more. Well, the marine thing helped out for yeah. you because you were worried that that was going to drag out forever, and they kind of took the city right in the very first. Scene and of they this made episode. it more interesting because it's like no, it didn't. It wasn't that she just took the city. And like, okay, we got it over with. They also really played with the fact that, oh, she's kind of gone nuts a little bit now. Oh, yeah, like she's, she's like becoming taking, a tyrant. Yeah, and so it is a different situation. Like, this has happened, and now she's like a top of the world, and, and even they're trying to pull her back, and now she's going to have ultimate power. Now she has dragons that are almost grown up, and so that's an interesting situation. So that she's gonna something's going to happen. You that. can see that her advisors are getting that way. It's like, now that you have power, you should probably show mercy. Because now you rule all of these people. Like, nope. Yeah. They no, killed I'm kids. And in, in a way, I don't disagree with her either. She's like, they killed kids, so we're going to crucify all of them. But when the, and the, on the, that, like the behind the scene or inside the episode that Amelia Clark, who plays her, she had an interesting point. Like from a character standpoint, she spends all her time trying to be this tough, you know, like leader of men kind of thing. And she forgets like her own her feminine, <laughs> humanity and compassion. Yeah. And like, yeah. She's forgetting the actual who she is as a person and kind of going, getting nuts with. Well, that's what that a, a fanatic redoubles their efforts while losing sight of the goal. That's the whole right. point. Yeah. Like she's originally was like, I'm going to take over the world to make it a better place, and after a while, it's just I'm going to take over the world because she's sitting there kind of looking over this beautiful vista view, and in the background you just hear all these screams of all. Oh, of that was all pretty the rough. People that they crucified. <laughs> 
and that that's sort of the whole problem with her and as i was talking about this earlier where now she's taken over but does she know how to rule a kingdom and and take care of the people and feed the people now it's like they've killed all the slave masters and let go of the slaves do the slaves know how to run the economy of this town of the city (laughs) like food what are you talking about the the masters gave us food that's where food said we're free now we're just gonna (laughs) be our own police now yeah, we live in the middle of a damn desert. I mean, are we supposed to like go out and fish now? We're on we're on the the, the shore, I guess. But everything that is an ocean is desert. And there's like ten thousand people, and you brought ten thousand more, and there's no food, and we don't know how yeah. to run anything. Yeah, so that they're so now they're the point. Like they can't take over another city. I'm gonna just like lose my stuff. <laughs> so I get to it. It's like there. This has to be the biggest. No, of this has to be cities. the culmination. And it sounds like because in the next episode tease, it looks like they're talking about King's Landing Attacking and the next yeah, step Westeros. and all that. Yeah, but I mean, so they're we still may in not the see of the as much from though. her. I mean, that's that's the thing. Well, that's, but I don't know how many of these slave cities are. I mean, it's a big continent, but they're not all slave cities. Yeah, like, I think Carth it wasn't a Bravos wasn't a slave city. All those slave cities aren't. Yeah, actually. they're they're further north. I mean, these the well, three cities that she's recently at, taken over, or they refer to them as like sister cities because they're all, I guess, sister slave cities or something. But there are a bunch of free cities right. to come to. They're pretty far from King's Landing, but if you look at that opening episode, like like the opening, it looks like they're not that far from like the Wall and Castle Black and all that. They're just a little further. No, actually, they like are they pretty far from over. there because they're in, they're in the south. They're in the south of uh, of that continent, and the Wall yeah, is up in the Bravos north. Yeah, because Bravos is about even with if with the Vale. Well, are with... you telling me that the the map on the opening credits is not correct? As, well, according to the the map, <laughs> I guess that's I'm going to have uh, to find another map. Yeah, go to go uh, to uh, me HBO's if you uh, website. <laughs> HBO's website's got a pretty good interactive map there. Yeah, it's really dicey looking at those those sites. Yeah, you got to look at the HBO one because if you look anywhere else, they're like, oh yeah, this is where Rob dies. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you have to be careful. And that's the other thing. Is that is that the next scene? Oh yeah. Well, it's not the next scene, but we'll get yeah, to it. But so yeah, but yeah. So that's good stuff. I do. The, we are a little bit vindicated, spoiler wise. This episode, we got let off the hook. No, but it's, but after, yeah, the, the, they go to King's Landing next, but it's Bronn and Jamie. and Bronn have an awesome scene. Yeah, Bronn yeah, is the awesomest, because he's like, remember back in That's episode two? I, he thought you were cool with him, man. Yeah, I mean, I I thought this whole, I mean, you're saying it's covering all the same ground, but I think the writing in this, I mean, it's by Yeah, a this is like an alternate version that's actually better. Yeah, except for I mean that crazy part of the like evil layer part at the end, which oh, is a we'll get to that. Oh god, oh, yeah. We'll but like that. the rest of it, every one of these scenes is so well written. It's like it's very all the dialogue is very nice, and this scene and the one with Tyrion and Jaime are some of the best scenes. This I've episode seen. is actually what we wanted the last episode to be. That's why it's sort of annoying. It's like they, they cover the same points. They should have just done this episode instead of that one. Well, it always feels yeah, like, every, like what could have been one great episode and, and split it into two. Right, and this one it's also directed by Michelle McLaren's her name, I think. She's like done a bunch before, like Game of Thrones, but she's famous for doing a bunch of the really great Breaking Bad episodes too. Like, but it's, so if you watch this again, it's a beautifully shot, like every little shot and then in the writing, every little line is not wasted. And well, I, thought it was I think just, it felt like a very there's classic. a lot of good points in this episode. I just feel like they're reiterating some of the same stuff they should have said last time. Because yeah. we, we cover right. it, oh, the same thing where it's like Sansa and Littlefinger talking about whether or not he he did things, except he reveals more and it matters more. 
But that whole, yeah, that conversation is good this time. Oh, we were skipping. So Bron and Jamie have that scene, which is great. But then Jamie finally goes and talks to Tyrion, which is an awesome scene. Yeah, too. yeah. Peter Dinklage is of, so amazing in that. He just looks so broken. Oh, absolutely. And he is because, like, yeah. he, on the one hand, Jamie did come to see him, but he's like, he realizes nobody's actually in his corner, or at least that's how he feels. Yeah. Well, he flat out asked Jamie to uh, to get him the hell out of there, and Jamie won't. So. His hero is denying like, him at that moment. Yeah, because you see how much he's still involved with all this like BS of you know I'm part of I'm the king's commander of the king's like, guard yeah, and I'm give it know, a break. Yeah, it's like he's like that's why we're having a trial. Like he sa- he sounds like he's twelve years old. He does. He's like everything yeah. will be fine. It's like well, are very you naive. serious? Yeah, you know that I, if I live Tyrion's to see like, the trial, the trial will be a sham. And if I happen to it's like get the person off, who, my sister is going to still want to kill me. Yeah. yeah. yeah the like, fact that the family is turning on me means that they want the trial to go against me, which means even if for some reason it didn't, I have no future here in King's Landing. I have no future anywhere. Yeah. So, and I think that just touches to the point that he's got to get rescued. I mean, I think you think Jamie's going to well, come around. Well, yeah, we'll think, get to it. Yeah, yeah. But, but Jamie does have a, a more positive turn in this episode than the last one. That's a, that's a fact. And that's what's weird. That's what kind of feels like that whole scene. Like people, like again, reading more about the stuff last week, how some people criticize like how they just kind of waste. I mean, not like had their use of rape and all these other things. It's just a useless like a waste of a scene, and it kind of feels well, like that Well, I don't know, was. though, because... Well, I think it was a missed opportunity. You're, you're, I think they, they what the writers were saying afterwards is what they intended to do, and they just screwed up. You're saying I don't know. Execute. I, I think, think they failed in executing that it. that scene is necessary because it's showing a lot of anger and hostility he has toward... Because there's a lot of self-loathing in that scene. Well, but it's, it also shows you that you're not supposed to have, like, this... I mean, it shows he's you not, that, like, oh, it is still kind of You know he's not going to become a, way, a good person. But he but, also did this thing. But what right. the, the scene is just showing you, that in a weird way, there's that's a, there's a weird kind of moral turning point for Jamie from his perspective in that, because that's sort of him turning on Cersei. Yeah, but the, the thing right, is, they don't even address it, time, though. So. It's not like he, he goes and speaks with her later. Yeah, she's drinking. She's angry, obviously. Well, she's pissed and about it. Yeah. She's not pissed about that. She's pissed that Tyrion's yeah, still from, breathing. From Cersei's point and of view, that's just a thing that happens, you know? That's like the least of, of the indignities that she has to suffer. You know what I mean? Like, so Yeah, she, but you would think that she'd bring that out like, you know, look, you know, you know what you just did. So, you know, to, to pay me back, you know, go put her head on a plate. Or something. Yeah, she, she doesn't that's what it's bring weird about, it up like, at all. It's, 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 it's nothing. It was nothing. And that's what I'm saying. The way they depicted it later on in this episode, I like how they followed one of those weird controversial things with the more just background rape. But like they, the way they show it in the show, it's always just not, as an element of like, this is how this world is. You know what I mean? This is how they treat this thing. To like to her, it's like not a big, you know, it was a big deal, but it's like that's just part of their power, you know. And it's weird, but like we don't look at like look at it that way as a society. But so it's weird how they they like intend to show it to us. You know, like why are they showing it to us in that light? Then because we're going to react differently than in a weird dysfunctional way. Cersei's point of view is that it was it was inappropriate. <laughs> like more, not so much as this being the, this terrible thing that was done to her, but that it was just like that was not the appropriate time and place for that sort of thing. Yeah, in other words, it, it it wasn't a rape in her mind. It was just you had sex with me next to my yeah, dead son. Yeah, I said I didn't want to. It's like she's yeah. like, like what a petulant reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, and like that's what Gary said. It's like 
it's obviously from their reaction to this episode, it feels like that's what they did intend, but it didn't come well, off because, that way. Well, because, like I said, because and that, they, the way they fade out, she's she's saying no and he's saying yes, and then the, the scene ends. So yeah. he says, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally, he does. Yeah. He absolutely does. So it doesn't matter. You're just splitting the hairs at that like, point wow. anyway, because even if she, if she acquiesced at that point, it doesn't really matter. But I mean, you take that, but you take that episode out, and then it's James. In, like, in a way, like that's what makes James that scene work episode. because you, know? you have to yeah. see that he's more conflicted than that he's not just a good guy now. Well, you realize how compartmentalized his family is, and how his compartmentalized his, his sense of morality and, and honor he, are. Yeah, like he's still torn by the right. things he feels like he has to do, but he does that like it's nothing at all. He does that like that's yeah. the turning point for him in a weird way, and it sort of is. Because this week he defies her. You yeah. Know, does the exact opposite. He sends the person she hates to do the last thing so, she so wants it's like to He's trying her. to make himself hate and her he gives away instead his of love her. Sword, is what's too. really coming down to. <laughs> yeah, and he gives a... Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get, we'll get Those are all yeah, great scenes. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, moving along, then we have so Little Tyrion Finger and, Jamie and What's after that? And then... And that's, uh, yeah. I'm glad, yeah. Thank God I, we're not we, spoiled, man. As a, I tried to cover it up as much in the last discussion. <laughs> it only lasted. Could, but, but yeah, we had sort of revealed a spoiler about Grandma Terrell that I didn't realize was a spoiler from the book. I thought someone had just figured out something from the show. And then it was so perfect. Well, they played it off that way, in all yeah, fairness Yeah, they to didn't you. say, yeah, and in the they book. They absolutely but, played it but off But afterwards, then people started coming up and going, yeah, she did it in books. Like, oh, God damn it. Well, don't tell me. Well, they, well, they I called. I didn't know that. Well, they what they did is they called that dude out, you know. I mean, and you know, it was pretty blatant. I think that the dude, uh, you know, was was trying to say that, you know, oh look what I found, look at my great. Yeah, it was skills. easy to follow so, the bouncing ball because you knew who to look at the yeah. whole time. Exactly, but but they went ahead and said it now, so so it wasn't like a big yeah, reveal. I was, I was yeah, like, I was oh, cheering when I watched God. this. I'm like, yes, because yes, he starts yes. saying, you know, I have my new <laughs> yeah. friends, you know, and they're predictable, and I'm this is a present for my new friends, and then they cut to. The Terrells, and she says, I did well, he, it. He talks about how it's the necklace in that scene, too. He says, It is the necklace you wore, and you're involved. Yeah, he confirms that it was the mm-hmm. necklace, and that, that she was, you know, implicit in the, in the murder. And, and, and then he does a voiceover while they're showing the Terrells, and so even that's enough. She says it over. But then at the end of the yeah, scene, like, she oh, says it, she did it. Yeah. <laughs> and she touches her okay, necklace. There and we go. Okay. Okay. Like, We're all yeah. bad. I do have to call a little bullshit on this whole thing, though, because what's, what's the logic in giving. A fourteen-year-old, a necklace, and using that as the well, weapon. I mean, yeah, it was like, you know, how do you know that she's going to wear that necklace? Why all to the all wedding? this indirect subterfuge? If the plan is that the grandma is going to literally be the one who does the poisoning, it's like you know, all you went to all this trouble. Exactly. I mean, my guess is at this point that it's personal, and she wanted to be the one to do it. Yeah, but I mean, you have to have yeah, some exactly. way to wind his hands and have to wear the necklace. Except. <laughs> what, we may have, I believe we may have already mentioned this, if part of the point was to implicate Sansa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah and the, there is that possibility. They, I thought they said that it was poison, but hopefully not. Hopefully it's, it's more just, like I said, to implicate her. Yeah, but I guess we'll see more. But yes, much as I like Game of Thrones, sometimes plot lines like that come out and they never get fleshed out where they make 100% sense. Like, like the them trying to kill Bran with the knife and all that stuff, none of that effort really. It put everything in motion, but afterwards I still don't know exactly who did it or why. 
Well, and frankly, they might have just addressed it enough at this point, you know, because they're like, all right, who cares? She's leaving, and then they're just going well, to, I mean, I think we'll find out. We'll find out more then, now that we realize where the Terrells are coming from. I still want to see a shot of her doing it because then the screenshots. The yeah, I don't. Really I don't know that there's a scene where you see. It's not the couldn't. cup. It's the carafe. Well, soon what happens is uh, once once she does a little slip and and takes the uh, the, the, the 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 jewel, she says something about you want to have to go eat some of the food that she bought, and then, like, the very next scene she is in front of where Joffrey and uh, Marjorie are sitting, and you know I mean. You can't really tell if she's doing anything because the shot is really far back. But she is there walking well, he, towards her seat, and you know you may be able to see her hand do something there. But they don't. It literally cuts from she's right next in front of Sansa, starting to walk away to being there. So you don't see her walk in front of uh, Tyrion or uh, uh, you know the, the grandfather's uh, carafe or anything. You, you see her right in front of that table and continuing to walk. I mean, it's, it's it's very quick. There's nothing really to, to tell for sure. Yeah, my my yeah. my amended theory is still that Tywin is the actual target. Well, she, well, she says in in sitting down with Lady Tyrell, she says that you don't think I was going to let you marry that monster. Yeah, so, but she's saying that's what she's saying. That's true. But I just don't I don't buy it because, like I said. That she had no way of knowing that that wine would end up going to Joffrey first. Well, unless she put it in the well, cup. Yeah, that's but there's I no way it went in the cup. Yeah, but that just might be a weird logic thing. Well, I mean, no, actually, you know, it like, could have gone in the cup. Mm-hmm. It's just it may not have killed him when she could have put it in the cup. He was drinking wine. She, he puts the and, cup. But then it's, it's a delayed the reaction. It's not like it's not like he drinks it and then dies. He drinks it. He's been drinking it for you know however long the the. the the time period is up until the time the pie comes out, and it's just time that that's when he dies. It's possible. Logistically, Marjorie puts the cup in front of her, but it's like farther away from her. But it's on her table, and then when Tyrion goes to pick it up, he's like, "Where are you going? Come back!" He picks it up and he like he makes eye contact with, like, and they look at each other, and she has but a weird. But there look is that like, telling thing when he goes to pour the wine. Like, I don't know. She almost looks like that's not what she intends to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe I mean, we have, have to, to rewatch it, it one more time, I guess. I don't know. Even with the but speech of you know, who's the mon- who, what sort of monster is going to kill a, a man in his wedding, all that stuff. I mean, I, I, it, to me, it seems like it's I mean, pretty clear that that's what it. she's. She that, did it. Well, I it mean, seems to me that she was targeting just, him too. I mean, from my opinion. How? Well, I think the man she's talking about is Tywin because Tywin's actually Tywin's the one who the one engineered the, the red wedding. That's possible. Yeah. And, and Tywin was the one that was running and things. I, th- and, I, I mean, think we're going to yeah. find out that that Tywin had something to do with the death of her husband. I think that's what they keep getting at because they said it again. This there's a whole big speech where she's talking about how she basically orchestrated her arranged marriage with her husband because she was supposed to marry someone else. Yeah. So as, as much as she yeah. may have complained, she, there's she loved her her husband. That was good. That was really good. He kind of walked for. Yeah, weeks. I had a whirly gig. <laughs> Back in those days, I had what you call a whirly gig. <laughs> Let you work that out, <laughs> but I was just glad she did it. Yeah, so it was only it only lasted two episodes, or it actually half an episode because we got half of it last week. Yeah, you know, half of it this week. Then we go back to Castle Black for some more hijinks. There's a lot of like just being short with each other at Castle Black, and not much happening except that Bolton's man has gotten there. Yeah, yeah, lock, lock, which right. is interesting. 
and then yeah, Sir Alistair is plowing, yeah, plotting Sue's downfall. You think for a while that he's just being hard, but maybe he'll be all right. Like he's like, I, we need them strong. We're at war, and then, then that one guy is like, well, maybe you should just set that guy up to die. He's like, very well, okay. I guess we <laughs> exactly. we'll just yeah, that be guy dicks. Is just the worst. Good plan. Yeah. Good idea. Forget the White Walkers and all the things going on. Let's take some time out to just be dicks. <laughs> hey, when is when is John gonna find out that? I thought about this one time. When is John gonna find out that Janice Slint betrayed his dad? Or will he? At this point, he doesn't know anything We're so about far that. under the carpet on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. How would he ever? You talking about the Scarface guy know, or which guy betrayed his dad? The one the who suggested. Guy. Oh yeah, yeah. His little Iago. Yeah, exactly. Like he, I wonder if. I wonder if he'll. I mean, because that's a big deal. Like, you know, maybe they're fighting, or maybe he hasn't. You know, I don't know. Well, I can see that dude maybe like bringing it up when he thinks that John's about to yeah, die. Yeah, he's bragging about but it. But then John gets out and is like, "Whoops." Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I was just joking, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's after that that Cersei and Jamie have their they're confrontation. Yeah. yeah, she's well, just horrible. I know she just <laughs> wants terrible things to happen to people. Is what's sad because. Because she's mad at Jamie because cause he made that oath to to return the Stark girls. He's like, I did that so I'd get home to you. It's like, yeah, but you meant it. You didn't just say it because you'd say anything. You meant it. It's not that you... And she sort of baits him because that's exactly... like. So if I told you to go out and kill Sansa right now, I guess you'd go do it? <laughs> and that's sort of the impetus for, for exactly <laughs> what he does after, which is the opposite. Yeah. She reminds well, that's she her mistake. She reminds him, him of that promise. Yeah, well, she confirmed everything that Tyrion was telling him. Yeah, Tyrion you know, says a nuts. couple she's things like, to him, and yeah, Tyrion knows her. She is she, crazy. She's like, yeah, she's been, Tyrion would kill all of us if he that, like, had a chance. It's like, well, she also insinuates that Catelyn, like, that he came back because he was on some kind of mission. Like, why did she let you go in the first place? Like all this stuff, like. Like to me, I got the impression that she just she's gone off the deep end. She's, she's well, she's just just an insane child. Is, I mean, yeah. she's just the worst. Well, she's spiteful and she wants revenge. That's that's her only motivation. The only point, person is, is that revenge. wasn't just shocked by Joffrey's behavior. That's all that needs to really be said. And she's the only and and her only ray of hope in all that was that Jamie was going to come back. Now that that's a totally different situation. Well, she moved on. She just has no. She has no happiness. And she moved on to the cousin <laughs> and, and other men, I guess. But at that point, if Jamie came back and he was totally fine, she'd been like, "All right." It's, I think it's all because of his freaking hand. <laughs> He's different. Well, I mean, that it really symbolizes is, all of it. But like also, the length was... of time, so many things had changed. When she says he took too long, she means it because by the time he got back, she, in her mind, if he had come back sooner, then she never would have been promised out to Loras. Like all these things would have been prevented if he hadn't left her. Like that's that's the childishness. Yeah. It's like. Those bad things wouldn't have happened if you were here to protect me, even though he would be completely powerless to change those things. She just blames him for everything. Yeah. And it's just like childish heartache. It's like, I didn't want you to leave, and you left, and I missed you, so I was mad at you. That scene is like another well-written one, too, because it starts with him coming in, like, your grace, and she's like, your grace. How formal. And then it ends with her, and like, just don't do that, like Lord Commander. Like they that's, just really that's the most the, they titles. can address what happened between yeah. them. That, like the most violent falling out that could have happened between them, and now like they just have this cold formal relationship. That's that's as emotional as as it gets as far as addressing that. 
and then Marjorie and Tommen. Yeah, oh, he's going to be easier to work. First, she thinks it's first. She thinks Sir it's Sir Pounce. Pounce. <laughs> the cat's awesome. Sir Pounce. Yeah, he's like the anti-Joffrey. <laughs> That's what's sad is yeah. this whole storyline is going to be yeah. about everybody just just corrupting this poor sweet young boy. Who might actually be a good yeah. king if everyone else Marjorie didn't. Has the best oh yeah, because <laughs> she could work Joffrey, and Joffrey was practically asexual in his wickedness. Yeah, he just like violence. Yeah. I'd almost like to see this kid remain like this pure, pristine, awesome kid, and then someone kill him. Yeah, I have yeah, a feeling yeah, something like this, that is on the way. Seems to go. Yeah, he might be all right, but I don't think he's gonna last long. Like he's gonna be awesome and great and just and wise and oh shit, he's dead. And the Tyrells, like the Tyrells, like they might be manipulative, but they seem like they're pretty good people. Like they're not, they're nice, and they give the poor, like all. I mean, yeah, they've always been trying to work that angle, but they've seen like they're pretty decent. So even if Marjorie was manipulating, I don't think it'd be for ill. Yeah, they just want to. I, rule. Know, I don't think Marjorie, Marjorie just legitimately wants to be queen. Yeah. And she just wants to be able to control him a little bit and just make sure that she's secure in her position. Well, I think the controlling part is to make sure that Cersei doesn't. Uh, you know, turn him against her, which is what uh, Lady yeah, Terrell like, said. Lady Terrell says. Yeah. And he's like, my mom, you shouldn't be here. My mom doesn't have my I can't have guests at <laughs> night. He's like, you're going <laughs> to be the king. Good. You're going to have to man up a little. You tell me a secret. <laughs> I know, it gets creepy after watching this kiss on the forehead. <laughs> secret. It's like, oh, it's getting weird now. Well, that's why she that, that actress does a really good job of playing that like half creepy, half like kind of seducing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like oh, this is, and I guess they age him up in the show too because they cast it up in age, but also in the book he's like ten or yeah. something. So, but now he's like I don't know what's like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, so he's enough. He's to like be a like young man here. Yeah, I think him. he's like fourteenish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like what twenty or something? I guess I would or, think she's I mean, probably, probably supposed to be like sixteen or something. Like they're all way too. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, the the show does so, a good job of avoiding all of the all the real creepiness of the book. Yeah, because there's somebody was saying that in the in the in the book it's much more like she's the cool babysitter. <laughs> like she does no like sexual part of her seducing thing. But I think that's kind of more effective for you know because that's way more powerful oh, than yeah. and the it's, mom it's coming HBO. in. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, mom. This girl likes me. <laughs> yeah. I love her. Yeah, you're gonna get married. You're gonna you're gonna be have you're happy. And she's like, I, I'll be yours forever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. I know, like a damn genie. <laughs> yeah, but then the weird thing is, like, she goes to kiss him and then kisses him on the forehead, like a little motherly sort she's of kiss. Yeah. Him. So leave she's him one him. more. Just, ooh, ooh, it's ooh, effective ooh. with him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. The next scene would Your have been pass. the best Jamie scene ever if it weren't for last episode. That's what makes that sort of a genius stroke on their part because now – Jamie has this awesome turnaround. Well, because but, but it makes it sort it like, of I mean, because he's an anti-hero of, kind of. Well, thing. I, but I think this scene couldn't happen without that one because it's sort of because of that, like all of that you, that you negative this. energy and hostility towards this situation exploded, and now he's just trying to scrape up whatever is left in him that might be noble, well, and it's all represented in Brienne. You, and you realize how that was like the shot heard around the world. Like he was that it was him going no, you know. Like it is all about this power thing with her, and now he's just. I mean, he kind of tries to talk to her this episode, but I mean, it feels like he just doesn't. Yeah, care and what then they say. talking to Tyrion sort of backs that up too, where it's just like, well, 
I'm gonna do this thing. Like he gives her the the the, the Valerian steel sword. Like that's yeah, which is a family sword. Now. It's a it's yeah. a Lannister family sword, and it it's conspicuous that it'll that'll be gone. And but he gives it to her as a symbol because it's what's left of of the Stark family sword. Yeah, he's like this this should be defending nice. Starks instead of Lannisters. Right. It's like a really neat sort of thing because it's such a powerful scene when they melted down ice to make those swords. You're like God, for some reason that's colder than them killing them. It's colder than colder ice. than ice. Oh, they're destroying the whole family legacy instead of just one family member. Yeah. Like, it's not enough to kill them. You just melt down everything. That was well, the sword's like a thousand years old Man. or something. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, and because he was like, well, the Valyrian seal's hard to come by. Yeah. And that's what's funny is he didn't he didn't tell Jamie yeah, that Lancers that's where it don't came even from. Have one. Jamie inferred that because he said, that's I got we- it from someone who didn't need it anymore, and the old one was grotesquely large. It's like, oh, well. Yeah. Well, he-, he understood that from that that it was ice. Yeah. Well, that's how valuable that stuff is too. Because as rich as they are, they don't have any Valyrian still in their family. That's it's also it's like it's now we have two so in our distinctly family. different that anyone who picks up a sword that's made out of it just looks at it and like, hey, whoa! Like from the huh. weight of this thing, it's like adamantium. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's all like I don't know. There's it's only like three people in the like world that can actually people. work this steel anymore. Well, Bri- well, to be fair, the ones that do recognize it are Jamie and Brienne, which are like fighters. So they probably. And and Let's noble see. people they, they where they've seen it. Yeah, I was saying there's a, there's a couple other noble people who brought it up that when the the dagger that uh, the assassin was uh, used to try to kill Brand. Oh, yeah, that was that was one, one as well. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, it's been brought up a couple but times. That was little fingers. But that's just but back then it's just floating around like it was no big deal. Well, we didn't know. Yeah, that was the first time we had heard of it, so we didn't know. You, you buy know. a castle with this sword, Jesus. <laughs> like that's what it seems like. And then it grows great too because he's got yeah. Got so it's like a buddy cop it. thing. It's like oh, perfect. I would like yeah. to see her go out and do some justice in the world with him at her side. Yeah, and now he's gonna be a much bigger character and, too. And hopefully they have to she'll go out and accomplish something because Brienne has been a lot of talk I mean, too. He's always been a big part, and, but he's probably had like four lines yeah, to be such like an important entire, part of you the know. show. Yeah. They just cut to him with that big smile. Hey man, he did, he did wonders in that brothel, so you never know. Yeah, he's got good yeah. things we don't know about. So, I mean, that's cool that he's like, it feels like he just like, just as Brienne did that too. She was a side character. Kind of got thrust into being a main character. It seems like he could be a main character, you know, at least a bigger That's part, pretty much the know. climax of this episode because the whole rest of the episode, we go up past the wall, you know, and all this crazy business. Because Castle Black, <laughs> we got to go back to John and Sam talking about Gilly again and then here's here's what bugs me about this scene this like sometimes it just feels like bad tv writing some of it where john hasn't said word one about where could bran and them be but now they're Let's like right looking there, at a map man. and coming up with all these ideas and they turn around and the bolton guy is behind like, oh hey i didn't see you there it's like oh my god yeah. You're right the luckiest son of a yeah. bitch in the planet <laughs> just walks up the day, the day they decide to talk about bran <laughs> And that's another thing. Like in the last episode, they they were going to go to Castor's keep to keep him quiet. Now he's like this episode gives him another sort of reason. Like, well, maybe we could find Bran. Well, they there. didn't like, say that. Oh yeah, they did. He just said how far could they have gotten? It's like that's the only refuge. Yeah, that's about the only. Yeah, they might yeah. going by it. And rightly to be afraid that passing by there might not be the best thing for him, which turns out to be true at the end of the episode. But before that, we cut to um, well. He does a little speech and he gets people to join aside, you know, which is nice. All yeah, the, 
you have my sword. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody mentioned that I, I noticed it when I watched the episode because it starts to, when people start standing up, they like the music starts swelling, and the moment Locke stands up, the music just goes, turns evil. But it's like it's almost like if they went dun dun dun. <laughs> You're like, all right, guys, we get it. I mean, we know he's bad. Like, <laughs> that's the funniest thing. Oh. And then we, when we get to Craster's Keep, it's just like just this this wall to wall rape shack. Like they were like trying to top themselves from last episode. It's like, oh, you thought that was bad. Mm-hmm. We have like, background rape now. Yeah, it's just like we're <laughs> raping the extras now. Like in every shot, there's it's, rape in the background. Yeah, for no, it's not it, it, part of anything. Just like in case you don't know, these guys are bad. Like that guy's like, oh, what are we supposed to kill a baby? Fine, hand it over. That's okay. Like, no, I mean, we're not going to kill the baby. What are you doing? We give it to zombies. I'm not an animal. <laughs> well, that whole scene is just like, it just that's the longest freaking scene in this show. And it's like, that's actually not in the book at all either. That's what the the big thing at the end of this is the rest of this episode is off book completely. Yeah. That's why like all the, even the last thing that happens, we'll get to that. Yeah, they say that in the behind the, the scenes book stuff. Yet. It's all the book spoiler. Book people got spoiled. Yeah, I even, was going to bring that up. Like, I wasn't ah. sure if you heard yeah, that. Yeah, but it's not. supposed to be sort of a weird reveal that that's what happens to the babies, where we kind of already figured that. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Well, we weren't to see sure that. exactly what the, what the details thing. were. Were they eating the babies? Were they, you know? But, but yeah. it's like, come on, like that guy, that scene, somebody else talking about the episode they referenced, they, in that other show, they, they talked about the, they're drinking wine out of. He's like literally drunk with power, drinking yeah. out of the skull of Mormon. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, that guy quoted like, Buffy, like the line Buffy. It's like, yeah, we get it. You're evil. Like, <laughs> you don't need to keep showing all this stuff. No, that guy it's is like, like evil in a way that most people on the show, even in Westeros, is like, oh my God, even for here, that guy's No, it's just so like, it's so mustache twitch, like twisting because he does that. And then he's like, rape them till they die. And they all start saying that stuff. And then he just starts antagonizing other people for no reason. Yeah, like you then, realize how worse he is than that Rask guy who's been like the most horrible person. So we were asking, like, did, did, did yeah, what happened to Ghost? We didn't. I didn't realize that Ghost wasn't actually with John. I just we hadn't seen him. I guess they keep having to separate him from the wolves because they're so big now. Oh, they it's show the one shot, shot when they first cut to right after that scene when they cut to Bran before he sends Summer out. The wolf's huge. Yeah, yeah and huge. Summer's it's giant. Awesome. I like how he puts that one dude on his ass yeah, just so, by freaking barking. Well, the thing is, the problem with it is, like, Bran just does whatever he wants. It's like, Bran, are you, you're not smart enough to avoid a wolf trap either? Well, that he's well, also he becomes like, like, like the wolf. High on power. Saying, yeah. just, well, that's also, this is also, I think, this is totally different. See, when I watch this, I love this turn of events because the way I thought about it, I was like, holy crap, Bran's a part of the plot now. <laughs> like, he's actually. I know, because. John and them may show yeah, but up. Supposedly, this still is, that doesn't happen in the book at all. He just goes on his quest. It's, this is like a total. So I was so like, well, if you're going to do the sidebar, Craster Creep, this, Cast, Craster's Keep, this is a cool twist, I think. You know, because John could come save him. Then he's like, well, I have to go. Like, I oh, know, good luck. You know, they could easily do that and they just go b- both back on their plots, I guess. You could have that, but another way that it could twist would be that, uh, that Bran takes over uh, Hodor. And uh, you know Hodor get, you know, kicks a little bit of ass. They make their escape, and while they're befuddled, then you know the you know, John Snow shows up, and you know it's easier for them to take him out or something. Or Bran tries to see if he can take maybe. over a different yeah, kind of person. Possibility, be nice. So John will get Ghost back, maybe too. These guys, 
These guys don't seem like mental giants. And it doesn't seem like there's that many of them. There's like like 10 of them or something, I think. So, I don't know. Well, the other key of that is, is you know, all you got to do is take out that uh, leader. And once the leader goes, then those other guys are just going to crumble. Because they're all kind of, you know... You yeah, know, the rest of them. We're going to get in the next episode. They showed that in the preview. I'm fighting, so... Okay. I'm glad they're not going to... Um, well, hopefully the whole thing will get resolved next episode. They're not that interesting. The, the problem is that they're just stretching some stuff out because some of these guys just aren't Well, they're stretching this out because they're stretching the wildling attack out. So, I mean, which is fine. And that would be stretching Bran going on his thing out. I guess, so is that the big thing of the episode? I imagine. Of the like, season, I mean, then, the way they're stretching. We're halfway through the season, just about. I mean, and So, one would think that the wildlings what I would think, What I would big. love to happen, this is, what I, this is my wish list. That they get back, you know, so you're looking at like a couple more episodes, three more episodes. I would love for them to attack and that started happening, but then the White Walkers attack. That would be awesome. That's what I want, yeah, for the White Walkers to come and then all, the, all of them kind of have Then it's like the battle of three armies up. or whatever, so they're like, crap, we got to fight these guys now. Yeah, because everybody, it's driving me nuts how everyone knows about the White Walkers now and they it's don't like, care. where are they? It seemed like they were everywhere before and now like... They're nowhere either. Well, I mean, Sam, Sam saw Craster's a whole freaking army of them marching, marching to some place. I guess they were just marching yeah. home. <laughs> you were led to believe they were yeah, marching towards the, the wall, but apparently he just saw them on their way yeah, home. Where were they then? That's, you know, that's the other question of that. But yeah, it's like. Where the what? hell? Sam is the worst sense of direction. Where the hell did I mean, you go, Sam? It's not like Sam, Sam is like you know, uber fit or, or had a horse or well, they were marching you know, in, wasn't in like 10 I, feet of snow. Yeah, It looked like the wall, but it's actually, I think, where they were marching towards that fist of the first men where all the Night's Watch people were. Because then they killed him. Because we didn't see it in the first and the third season starts in black. Yeah, and when they came yeah. back, it had already yeah. happened. But we assumed they were going to keep marching. I guess that just didn't yeah, happen. I don't know what the crazy White Walker King... <laughs> uh, apparently they go on missions i mean you know they're not brainless i guess but that's they're not that's what makes them kind of interesting they have their own weird and apparently they raise yeah, that's the other thing too because it didn't turn into like an adult it's like they raise baby white yeah, so like the, yeah like the dead people are just like zombies or something but the i guess the living people they turn or they turn into white walkers i guess which is interesting yeah that is so that part was interesting it was pretty cool I mean, it's super fantasy for a show that, you know, they always kind of show. But I, I thought... Well, they they say that in the behind-the-scenes thing. They just wanted to give you a taste of it because it's not from the books. They just thought it would be a neat visual taste of what the White Walkers were. It kind of scares me that people say that's a spoiler for the books because that implies that two books down, three books later, they still haven't had a White Walker battle yet. Well, you, <laughs> you do know why the, what the spoiler, what, the specific spoiler that was, don't you? What? what? What they the name that they gave that Walker? There's, I mean, now I don't. I've never read the books, obviously, so I don't know the. I can't remember what the the, the name was, but there's a name that's imp- apparently implied in the books repeatedly, and it's never been confirmed that this person actually exists. And apparently, what they did is uh, at the end of the first airing um, on HBO, they they credited that Walker as that name, and uh, then. Huh. So it's like a spoiler in the well, credits. Well, that's it. Someone, someone saw that and said, well, this guy has never even been confirmed to even exist in the books. Oh. So, because nice. I guess the idea of the books is they, they keep so them kind suck of legend. book yeah, readers. Exactly. That's what I was kind of like. It's like, ah, spoiler for you, assholes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's apparently. And then following, uh, like, the, the, the I guess the West Coast airing or 
the next day airing or whatever, they they edited it to say a walker or a white walker. So, I mean, it was like they went from a specific name to a walker. So he's like a hero walker. He's like the leader or something. Something like that. I mean, I can't remember the name because I – I, I try to avoid the spoilers, but I was wondering how the hell they were saying it, that the show spoiled. Well, that's beautiful, though, because it's not a spoiler for us because we know he exists and we know who he is. So <laughs> we, just, we just know he's that's pointy-headed. Awesome. You know, some pointy-headed yeah. dude. He's like a natural crown or something. That was just yeah. kind of an interesting idea. Oh, I love it. That's funny. I thought that was cool, though. I thought yeah. it was it. It's a good well episode. Shot. It was... The only part yeah, was I that. do think the stuff at Craster's Keep was kind of annoying because they went... It, it, it it was like they they were trying to cover up one rape scene with ten rape scenes. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> it's I thought the weirdest too. Weirdest like way of doing things. I thought for first I was like I'm always I'm always depending when I first watch things I'm always like well it doesn't offend me you know because I'm just like well this is what they're showing me and this is like this is the you know what it's like in this world but then you start thinking it's like you could have shot that much more elegantly yeah you know you could have just had <laughs> no there's had literally all those like thrusting and stuff you, it's it's pantomime well, you could, you could have them that, implying that they're raping the background. people he's like, there's a guy talking he's giving a speech and off behind his head you just see breasts just yeah. being slammed there's and it's just like an out of hell? focus yeah. rape happening yeah. that's not even part exactly. of the yeah, all you have to do is just show that that stuff's happening or just imply well, you, you don't know, even have, they have to even show it anyway. in that scenario because there's so many women you know you don't even have to show it you can just have the noises in the background all you have to do is show one guy forcing a guy and they don't forcing show a, it at all because they have already said in the dialogue they're like I bet Craster's daughters miss him now like yeah. they are, yeah, we get it they're being raped yeah and that's what I mean like just if you have to show something all you gotta do is show a guy just like forcing a girl into like the door of a hut or something that's all you have to show and yeah. like, all right we get what's gonna that happen one now. girl that's sitting like beneath him just <laughs> looking completely destroyed like he doesn't do anything to her but you get everything just by seeing her expression it's like yeah, oh right. this just went her hat this just went her half hair and she's all bruised up yeah yeah but instead there's eight guys behind him just humping yeah that was the it's biggest like, that was the weakest that's guys. like the one of the weakest scenes i've ever seen from the show just because it was so like, overkill. This, this, yeah, the rest of this this episode is so like tight. Just the dialogue was great, and, and that one scene is just like there's nothing I mean, sublime in that scene at all. I mean, I enjoyed like elements of that scene, but it just didn't have a point. From a Skeletor like, perspective, like that guy literally is, like you said, just a stereotypical evil guy in an evil like, layer. It's well done for what it is, because the the part of the scene I like is that when he just starts like getting onto the rast is his name i guess but he's like and then he just starts talking i was like i used to be a legend <laughs> like, uh, i like that because it's like that you know that's like a realistic thing and that's a cool but the problem is the whole scene made no it was there's no point to it there's literally no point to anything said in that scene except for we don't kill the babies <laughs> that was the point of that scene. yeah it's a, as yeah. a lead into the other scene because you see them get caught all you'd have to show you could cut that scene out completely except for the baby part i guess i don't know how you show that and then you could show Bran and them getting brought into that tent where there's kind of stuff happening, but it's really quick. And then we, oh, yeah, we get it. There's a horrible place, and they just got caught. I mean, the other, yeah. the other thing that does come out of that is there is a bit of discontent between the leader and uh, the one dude. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was belittled. Yeah, killed next time, though. Yeah, well, I'm saying, he, he's, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, maybe. But I don't know if that was for, like, a plot purpose or just to show that they're all just asses or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like that. and that's the, yeah, the question. That he's an is, asshole among assholes. Like cause we he's know that it's just asshole. to prove how bad he is because we've only because yeah. that Rask guy was the main antagonist of those guys until the episode where they mutinied and that guy was the char- in charge of doing it. Yeah, and that was the first time we'd seen him. We're like, whoa, 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 who's this guy? Yeah, <laughs> like, and so I guess they just show like, no, look at that guy. He's he's nothing compared to this horrible person. Remember how bad he was? This guy's worse. He talks to the skull that he drinks out of. 
Yeah, wasn't he a scientist in Pacific Rim? Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. He's always playing like the nerd characters, yeah. and now he's like this this horribly evil guy. I loved that part of it. He would play um if they did a remake of Back to the Future, he'd be like Marty McFly's dad. <laughs> yeah, he does look like him too. <laughs> he'd be Christian Glover like Steve. <laughs> I like the imagery of like the Hamlet like look when he's sitting there before he's drinking, he's talking to the, the skull. I thought that was kinda neat. Little yeah, this shot the thing was shot well. Everything was shot. I mean, the whole episode is really well shot. If you watch it again, there's the lighting and stuff. You can really tell some of the directors are better than yeah. some of the other ones. Top of the skull is nice and jagged. Well, she that that Michelle McLaurin, 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 McLaren. She was always some of those classic Breaking Bad shots where it like shows like the reflection down through the, you know, like they showed later on where he's like as the GPS and it shows him cracking and seeing the numbers. Yeah, but it's like the shots three. She always had those weird kind of crazy shots like that. Well, it was a well done episode. All yeah. things considered, I I do want to see them. We're moving in episode five, so I want to see them move the story along. I don't want to see another episode that sort of just barely advances the idea because still these two episodes could have been one episode. You could have condensed right. this much story. But I was happy. Episode. But I mean, everything I did I like this. About last I, I liked where they're headed now. This episode, I like the positioning better. Where the story's going. Yeah, I mean, because we we complained about the Danny thing not being interesting or like taking too long. They they went ahead and hurried that up, and now it has an interesting twist on it. Like where her her downfall might be herself, which is interesting. Yeah. Like they they twisted the um the brand stuff. Like, whoa, that's kind of interesting. Now, now he's involved with this. I was like, oh, all right, cool. That's he's part of something now. And then the Night's Watch stuff is like, seems like they're speeding that stuff up somewhat for this. So I don't know. So good, yeah. And they unspoiled us. So. And we're yeah. off the hook for the spoilers. <laughs> so thanks for that as well. I felt happy. Now, do you? Right. Now, I'm going to ask you this: Do you think that uh, Sir Alistair? Do you think that he knows that uh, the scar-faced uh, guy is? Uh, plotting to kill john i don't think he's plotting to kill john is he he's no just, he he's wants plot, to find he, he brand, to brand and rickon well he right. wants to find yeah but i mean he's obviously he's not gonna be able to get yeah uh, i don't think he, he has a problem with killing Stowe john is the bastard is the bastard of stark so he knows he's not gonna be just be able to go well, get that's also brand, a, that's all, i'm so sure thorne doesn't know anything about that because he doesn't seem to know anything about anything <laughs> he's an idiot well, now, the reason why I'm asking is because yeah, yeah the one dude you know says you know you to reconsider that and send him off and then, you know, so he reconsiders to send him off. And, you know, he says, I'm not going to command anyone. You've got to pick your volunteers or you got to call for volunteers. So volunteer and then do volunteers. So it's, it's kind of convenient in the sense that he's going to go up there with him. You know, but I mean, obviously, I think, they, Brand, well, I think well, I just think know, that was a coincidence. It's, cause a coincidence. it's just co- convenient for Locke is what it is. I mean, in like five minutes ago, I just heard you guys saying we may need to go to Craster's Keep to look for Bran. And then I said, hey come into this other room <laughs> and then he's asking for volunteers and like oh i'll volunteer because he's going to crash his keep wow man this was easy yeah. i thought this was going to be hard when i rode out here it's like i've been here for like an hour i haven't even taken my vows yet they're like you haven't even taken your vows yeah, because like, let's i think do it because i want to go find your brother I, think, I mean help you with those guys <laughs> i don't think they actually intend anybody to volunteer either Cause yeah, because he looks all surly. Well, what he hoped for is he knew that John had some close friends. He hoped like two of his close friends would go out of loyalty, and there'd be too few of them, and they die. And instead, it's yeah. like, but yeah, now, like now there's people. like oh, ten of our best guys. They, he's better protected than I am. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah, but that, that goes to your point, Gary. The why would he agree to let 
lock go and be sworn in and stuff if he, you know, I mean, he's, I think, I think Niles are just an idiot. He is. It wasn't even his idea to get John killed. Yeah. (laughs) He's doing that at someone else's suggestion. Yeah. It does seem like they eat pretty good at the wall too. They have all these like chicken and salt stuff. I was like, this should be like (laughs) some gruel or something you guys are eating (laughs) out there. Everybody seems to be feasting all the time. Well, they don't give them women. Well, <laughs> they don't give them leaves. Yeah, I guess so. so it's like you have to give them all the chicken that's a, and get That's like a leaves. trope that's ha- that's starting to happen in fantasy movies. When you want to show someone who's like pointless as a ruler, you just show them gorging their face. And chicken. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the Denethor. Yeah, thing it was, that's literally. the big exactly. one in Denethor. And then, but even in, in The Hobbit, they're like, just bring me my brandy. Like, like the master of the town has to just be just excess of everything. And crippled with gout, supposedly, I guess, because of all the meat he eats. Eat all my meats. Yeah, so, I mean, next week, you know, what's happening. It showed, it showed Danny having that discussion, and it showed them that the Crasters keep fighting, but hopefully we'll get some. I, I want some I want some more Oberyn. Now. We didn't get to see Aria. any of Oberyn in this episode. Yeah, Oberyn. I like some Oberyn in these shows. He always has the fun lines. I don't think it's gonna be the trial either because they didn't show that either. So no, I, I'm I'm thinking with uh, Jamie's uh, actions this episode. I think that he's. I mean, I don't know if it'll be this upcoming episode, uh, but uh, I think he's gonna be. I think I think it's, I think it's obvious that he's gonna be breaking uh, Tyrion out. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I mean, he's already defying his sister, so I, I think I think that's just the beginning. Yeah, of, of cutting all those ties. That, you know, Giving that sort of way, I think, is, is a, pretty much the symbolic. Exactly. Well, he gave it away to, like I said, to go send her on a the person like to find and protect that girl. Yeah, yeah the one that do the exact exactly. opposite. I assume they're <laughs> exactly. going to give that other one to Tom, and I guess there's still one more Valerian steel sword. Right. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't know if they'd bury it with no uh, with Joffrey or not. Yeah, they're going to probably well, not even gonna bury that. those rocks on his eyes with him. They'll keep those for the next game. <laughs> Yeah, all right, but good. Where where are we getting somewhere? No, I'm just saying it'll be the Tom thing will be interesting going forward. That's a, that's the more intrigue yeah. thing too, is to see how people. Yeah, because you knew Joffrey couldn't live forever because he was too horrible. So you don't know what's gonna. In a way, it's scary. It's like, oh my god, if Tommen becomes too nice, then some some terrible. It's like the. It's fun how they're they're milking the opposite emotions. Like <laughs> I hope nothing happens to Tommen. He's so nice. Yeah. He could turn out to be a little bastard. That would be kind of yeah, funny yeah. too. That would be the funniest now thing of all. Just king. working Suck everybody. Suck people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one. Yeah, like Joffrey did. He did that sometimes. They're like, "You should do this or that." He's like, "Maybe or maybe we should just cut his yeah, head Joffrey off." Joffrey did show before he became king that he was a bull prick. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing with the dog yeah. and everything. Yep. Sir Pounce will be my hand of the king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sir he just turns like, yeah. out to be crazy. might just be nuts in a different way. Like, you know, like Liza, you know, the veil or Liza Aaron or whatever. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that's actually something we didn't mention that, uh, that oh, Littlefinger yeah, is going to marry her. He's, I guess that worked. I mean, we were always skeptical of that, but it showed the next scene where she's like, I can give you, you know, now that we're married. And she's like kissing his neck yeah. and stuff. And he's like about to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, like he's a lot like Joffrey. He's kind of asexual too. I think his weird way, like. But but Littlefinger is interesting because he wants uh, he wants Sansa. Yeah, that's a crazy. That's when she's asking what do you want. And he just kind of <laughs> has that. With, yeah, he says that because that's just a Littlefinger thing to say. But 
But when she says, I just know, and he has that look like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> like, That's a great scene. He's too, always like, like the last one to the party with these with these Stark women. Like every time, just like, I, lo- I loved I loved your mother, and she was promised to this other guy, and he got killed. And then they gave, she ended up marrying his brother, and damned if she didn't fall in love with him too. I'm never good enough for you people. I just rescued you. <laughs> That You're was an interesting in love scene with that because midget. Because she, she talked to him, and he's like, I did it because, you know, you know, I'd like to be unexpected, which is all kind of true and stuff. She's like, that's bullshit. Exactly. I know. <laughs> you know like, she suddenly like, no, is, damn. she's been in King's Landing long enough to have bullshit? actually gotten a brain. <laughs> and that's what they're talking about, how he only kind of, <clears throat> that behind-the-scenes scene, he's like, he he only actually tells it. I mean, you never know if he's lying, too. I mean, but he only kind of tells any bit of the truth when he's talking to people he knows have no power. Yeah. And that's why he kind of tells her all this stuff. Because he's yeah. got to tell someone. Like uh, he's too full of himself to have all these little plans and not tell somebody. Like right. he, he's like, I'm so clever. It's like the Walter White thing, really. Because because he's like, someone has to know that that it was me. I need credit. <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't have to tell her shit. He certainly doesn't have to be on the boat when they ferry her away. That's all theatrics. No, when you think about it too, it, it's actually kind of foolish to be telling her. Because if her, somehow she does get away or it gets out, and you know, she, you know, or to like be there, she like, to be there too. like he, like he said to her, it's like I've been at the veil the whole time. It's like till now, yeah, you came back in time for yeah, the assassination. How did you know to get to me that. out now? Yeah, like if you stayed at the veil, that would have been the perfect cover. Exactly. But then, what would be the fun in that? We're going to have scenes with you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Someone has to explain to the audience what's going on. <laughs> we have like three episodes of Sans on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on a boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. All right. So that's good. But I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. We're, we're, get, we're heading in a good place. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in episode five. I'm expecting something big at this point. We've had a couple episodes that were just setting the stage. I expect episode well, five. We're have the crashers keep major. fight. That's the big thing. That's I guess. good, but I, I want to see a big reveal. I want something interesting. I don't want to see. I mean, you got fights in every episode. I don't care. Sure. It's like you get an invite. Oh, those guys from this one episode—they're going to get killed in this next episode. It's like that's not that interesting as far as very long. Yeah. Well, we had a reveal this time, I guess, if we hadn't been spoiled completely. <laughs> that was, this was kind of a reveal this episode. Yeah, that's true. About Lady Tyrell. But again, they could have just <laughs> as easily revealed that in the last episode, and it would have been just as dramatically impacting on the story. I'm telling you, I think the Joffrey thing really freaked, like screwed up the pacing of the season. Because we've never like ever complained about the fillers of these shows. Well, before. I mean, that is they true. They, they, they spoiled us pretty they, early, because usually the first four episodes are almost all filler, kind of. It's usually not to the fourth or fifth where something actually does happen, and that's like the act one break, you know, and then it goes into the climax, which is like I think they just spoiled us because we thought, wow, anything could happen. <laughs> what if every well, episode is something major? It's like it's not. Well, there's that, but you also got to remember too that ending last year, they set it up where it looked like the army's coming, the the, the White Walker army's coming, that Stannis is going to confront them. Yeah, there, there was some big things that looked like they were that no about one's even mentioning. And the, and the white, or not the White Walkers, but the uh, the, the the Northern Army, the, the, the Wildlings, that they were marching. So you got all these right. things, these big 
big plays that are yet. we're expecting and they're not happening at all. So it's sort of like seeing right. the yeah, White Walkers powerful. on the march, and then the next season nothing happened at all. And then this season, yeah. like at the end of last season, they're like, "Oh, we got to go stop the White Walkers." And then we show up, and like Stannis is just sitting in Dragonstone, like there's nothing happening, burning like, what's people. What's going on? Well, I think these last <laughs> burning people. Are well, it's insane. like like we said. He has, he has no followers because he keeps burning people. That's why he can't march on the White Walkers because no one will go to war with him. Yeah, he can't they get can't. allies because he just keeps burning his allies at the stake. I kind of this is what I, as much as I love Arya and the Hound too, for that those two guys and Stannis like I don't want I, I want the next time they cut back to him there to be some progress of where they're going or what's happening. Well, I think they kind of like, have I love to. Arya yeah, and the I think they'll be there. These at, little vignettes. Yeah, well, they're gonna do the the episode, or you know, they show that that Littlefinger's gonna be there. I won't be surprised if uh, if they'll be there at some point too. Like, you know, show up at the Vale. Yeah, that would be interesting. But I don't think they're gonna make it to the Vale. I'll make that prediction. I don't think they're. I don't even think they're gonna end up heading there on purpose. I think something's gonna happen, and they're gonna go off on some other adventure. I don't think. It kind of looks like all things are headed in that direction. Like, oh, Sansa and Arya be reunited. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think Arya is off on a separate adventure until further notice. Yeah. I will say it would be kind of neat to see Bren, or not, not Bren, uh, Brienne and uh, and uh, the Hound get together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would be cool to see them, like, the two of them choose some scenery together. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't. Where they? But see, they don't know that they're going to the Vale. Though. No, they're, they're looking Brand, for like, them, but they don't a, know where. Well, they're watching that, that that scene, you're like, where are they going? <laughs> they have no idea. I, where yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how he set off thing. on a manhunt like that, but and you just start asking people. Nobody's gonna have any idea because she just sailed around the continent. So that's that's a cold trail. Yeah. But on the other hand, if 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 Sansa were on the run, heading to the Vale would be a logical place look for her. yeah I mean, they, they might just head there because that's her only yeah those are her only living family left so there you go all right well i guess that covers it you can listen to other episodes of this program or our <laughs> other show tv ate my dinner at tv ate my com. you can like us on facebook you can follow tv ate my dinner on the twitter we're on the Google Plus. Doink us on Dweedler. <laughs> or the Game us on Throndle. Throndle. Game us on Throndle. Throndle would be a good fake website because it sounds like one of those stupid. You ever watch a. Very quickly, I'll mention that the HBO after Game of Thrones is a show called Silicon Valley. Which oh, is yeah. Yeah. executive is created by Mike Judge, and it's really funny because all those yeah. names of the stupid silicon, like of the stupid Tooley, they yeah. sound yeah. like real, like real software companies. Yeah, so that's Throndle yeah. could easily be a new website and or app. Yeah, that show's actually picked up too. That show started off a little slower. It's but it's consistently I funny. Like it. I enjoy it a lot. So. Oh, it's like an HBO show. I don't like people judging all these shows. Like they have to be these events because usually in the past. All HBO comedies, even they like Entourage, they're, they're just, just like, yeah, that's they pretty just, good. They've had yeah. some funny shows. They're just funny yeah. to watch. They're not like, yeah, they're not like the new episode of Friends or something. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just, just like, yeah, they're just fun. comedies where they can swear more. Yeah, or show nudity if they want yeah. to. In the ca- yeah, in the case of Entourage. 
All right, well, good. Um, so look for that kind of stuff, and uh, we'll be back with some more TV at my dinner. I'm not sure what I know. The big movies are are coming, so we'll be we'll be covering Godzilla and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But but in the in the meantime, we will continue covering the, this season of Game of Thrones throughout. Either way, so Godzilla's kind of like a dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really big dragon. So until next time, my name is Sean. My name's Andrew. And this is Gary. And we'll talk to you later. Bye, people. Gift to the gods. <laughs> Rape them till they die. That's what we one of these weird mantras. Gift sort of bizarre mantras. <laughs> yeah, that's like the... <laughs> Rape till they die. Gift to the gods. Like that. <laughs> that's like a, it's like a sports day. It's like one of those musicals like where they have those sort of competing choruses. West Side Story. Westeros story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good matchup. Absolutely. There's too there's too <laughs> many families in there. Not for long. Just give it give it time. <laughs> I think the Starks and the Lannisters are the only rivals you'd want to cover there anyway. Yeah, but there's no there's like two Starks. <laughs> oh yeah, those Starks don't last long. Yeah.